You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. Of course, there's lots of conversations going on right now, especially in the crypto world, around this idea of the Earth, the, the, I almost said the Earth merge, the ETH merge, uh, and the Ethereum merge. And I'm going to talk about how, what the actual impact of this is, you know, beyond crypto, but even into the standpoint of like the micro and macro impacts on NFTs and even NFTs on other platforms. And I think you know, the conversation we just need to have around this is, you know, what are the things that we need to be on the look for? What are the exciting part of part, you know, of this conversation? And even like, does it really even matter uh, in the longer run? I think that's something that we uh, can kind of discuss on this episode. Uh, before we go in too deep, uh, definitely give a shout out to our sponsor, Crypto Business Conference. Crypto Business Conference, of course, is happening uh, in beautiful San Diego. It's for those looking to level up on all things NFTs, Web3, crypto, blockchain, and of course, everything else more than that. So looking forward to seeing everybody in San Diego. I will, of course, tap back into that uh, near the end of the show, give you a little bit more details. You can check out the link uh, in the bio. And I'm just going to say, you know, we're counting down to 365, you know, a lot of conversation around what are we going to do for season two. But I, I have to, I have to actually say that, you know, one of the things that is a struggle at the moment, uh, it, you know, what is a, a good project look like? And even with some projects that are coming out recently, you know, struggling a little bit to find projects that kind of uh, really, you know, can read the room and, and are, you know, are bigger piece of this than, uh, you know, kind of, understand where people are at, you know, with how much liquidity they have and what are the type of things that they're looking for. And I think, you know, it's, it's sad to see some of the, you know, the state of the space, but I think the good news is that there are some things that we have that we can look forward to. And one of them happens to be the Ethereum merge. Now, when I first was on a podcast about crypto back in 2017, I believe that's when I first heard about the Ethereum merge. And I remember the conversation going something about, you know, well, Ethereum's proof of work and what will really matter is when they switch to proof of stake. Now, I remember thinking at that time, that's kind of making me hungry because I'm kind of like a steak and potatoes type of guy. So I was like, it like proof of work, proof of stake meant zero to me, to be honest. And, um, and you know, it's funny that all these years, you know, it, it was, it's been on delay. Now, one could argue the reason it's been delayed is that they have really been trying to perfect the merge itself and make sure that they had, you know, all of their ducks in a row and had everything kind of set up, um, you know, for their ultimate, you know, success, uh, which we, you know, we can definitely hope for um, when it comes to that. And so the date has actually been set. So it is September 15th. Um, it will definitely go down um, as the biggest, you know, crypto event uh, in the last many years, probably the last four or five years. And it's going to impact everything, right? From, crypto to metaverse to NFTs to, uh, you know, all of those things kind of um, in between. But 
one of the things that, you know, I just want to kind of break it down. I want I'm going to talk a little bit about what it is, but then I want to talk about how, how I look at this from a, a greater impact. And even, you know, this change in me, it to me reminds me of kind of like the live streaming change when Facebook live actually came out and we were um, kind of pushing forward with some of the other ones. And I'll explain how that kind of, um, you know, kind of works, but for all intents and purposes, uh, you know, the Ethereum blockchain has been a proof of work uh, blockchain. So it, it, proof of work is a uh, consensus, consensus system that is used to secure and write information to the blockchain. Um, of course, it is um, requires miners, uh, which the miners are the, the energy, um, let's just say they, they suck up a lot of the energy. So for those that have uh, complained about NFTs not being good for the environment or what is their impact on everything else. The, the, that conversation is really, um, a lot of that is set around, um, Ethereum, uh, and the blockchain and really just their, their proof of work model. And it's, you know, without question, you know, you know, it's the, it's the examples really of what, you know, blockchain and Ethereum, um, have been using and what it what the merge is is it's it's the first step in a in a multi step change to proof of stake. Now proof of stake, you know, we can go. It's first of all, it's a much low and en- lower energy, um, you know, deployment or action compared to you know what we've had um, in the past. Now it uses a consensus system that um, uses validators, so it kind of changes a little bit about how we how things are actually put on um, to the blockchain itself. Um, and the the validators have to have 32 ETH um, to be a validator. And um, we, you can go down that rabbit hole for those that want to kind of go down, you know, what does that mean? And, and does that mean that, you know, only the rich become validators? And what does it take for um, all of the things that are happening on this? But I actually want to take us a step back, for, you know, from that and just talk about really the idea of of the blockchain moving right has lots of impacts first off you know there are miners that have been making money for a long long time um, and they're kind of going to be out of work out of out of nowhere and it's not really out of nowhere they've been aware that this uh, merge was you know going to be um, put into action you know once they kind of went through the testing and and you know one of the big you know benefits here is that it does promote uh, decentralization. It is better for the environment, but there are some other things that we have to like, just think about this from, um, you know, yes, it's great from the, the environment, but it's going to also open up a lot of questions and a lot of like, what ifs and how certain things, um, are going to work at like a much higher, um, level, right? Like what, what does this all mean for the, the future? And, and, and then the, the other part of this is like, how does this all look like when everything shakes out, right? Because there is a, a chance that there, there, you know, that the the blockchain itself could still be forked, um, and you could we could still end up having like a proof of work and a proof of stake, um, you know, blockchain in this space. But with that, like, kind of being said, and, and I think we, if we take a you know kind of a step back on this whole um, you know kind of concept, is that the the beauty of this is that it's going to open up a lot of conversations and you know i've been reading a lot you know not only through defi but kind of working through a lot of the conversations around you know what is keeping institutional money from entering this space and a lot of it has to do with sustainability the energy play being you know one of them right that being a a big piece of uh, of what uh you know needs to go down the other one is that you know like 
as we look at like this entire space and moving forward, we also have to look at, you know, when we see disruptions like this, you know, the Ethereum merge and, and it's just setting things up for the purge and there's a couple other steps that kind of fall in after that. But one of the big ones for me is that as we move you know, let's just say more decentralized, it's also going to, of course, come with other questions and other things that we have to test out, including things like, you know, around uh, the smart contract. And, you know, one of, you know, there's rumors all over around, like, how does it impact gas prices as far as, um, you know, transactional costs um, when you're moving, you know, NFTs or crypto. And initially, it's not going to have a massive impact um, on that as a whole. But what we have to think about as far as like speed and use cases of the blockchain, one of the things that you know really excites me is really how does this all, how does this look like for those that are like the Web3 builders and those that are not only building things in Web3, but are, are willing to innovate and try new things, right? And because one of these, one of the you know exciting components of this is that if a blockchain such as the Ethereum blockchain can make this kind of move and pivot, uh, and, you know, they've done all the testing and, you know, from everything that it comes out, it's about 99.9% uh, chance that this will um, succeed based on all the years of their work and the amount of tests that, that they've been doing. But, you know, one of the other things that, that we have to kind of look at this as is that, you know, with, with proof of, of stake versus proof of work, not only is the the scalability um, there for us to do bigger and better um, things, but the the also the the opportunity for us to go into places or even open up and unlock tools and doors and things that we maybe never had imagined before. The other part of this is let's just face it: a lot of the media coverage around crypto and NFTs is pretty damn negative. But I'm going to find it hard to believe that you could actually come September 15th, if this all goes as planned, what could they possibly negatively say? Like, oh my gosh, Ethereum is moving to a, have less of a carbon footprint. Oh my goodness, you know, Ethereum, you know, this like blockchain that the kids are playing on have spent years upon years making this critical move um, for the block, you know, for the blockchain uh, as a whole. The other part of this that I think is, uh, you know, is exciting as far as what we have to look at, um, at at a kind of even a bigger level is that, you know, for a lot of, let's just say for a lot of tools and even existing NFT projects, a lot of them have made decisions on which blockchain they want to use based on, you know, kind of, you know, kind of I just say direction or advisement of, you know, what they would consider experts in the space. But there's something to be said about, you know, once this happens, a lot of the future of how, you know, Ethereum scales and what are some of the test points, a lot of this, although, you know, it's been tested on a test net, you know, a lot of this will be trial and error. And I think it level sets a lot of the experience um, on the chain. Another thing that I, I'm really interested in, you know, we're, we're doing this, uh, you know, this time capsule of NFTs. And I'm kind of glad that, you know, this is happening September 15th because we will have had, you know, pretty much 10 months, 10 and a half months of NFTs that were, you know, minted on Ethereum um, during the, the proof of work scenario. And then we will be minting one every single day under the, the proof of stake, um, you know, uh, move. And, you know, part of this for me is also just wondering, you know, like as we look at the the chains and the and the migration and even, you know, some of the cross-chain capabilities, this, I believe, is going to open up the door 
for innovative use cases and even innovative NFT projects. Uh, actually, today, uh, Magic Eden came out and said that they're um, you know with their cross mint um, solution, you can actually buy Solana uh, NFTs with Ethereum. And you know, yesterday, Izu. Um, one of the projects from Psychedelics Anonymous, they actually minted uh, and were one of the first ones uh, ever on Magic Eden to mint where you could buy that exact NFT on with using Soul or using Ether. And, you know, it's a very interesting uh, move, right? Because, I mean, I, I've said this on the podcast, you know, back on November and December when we started buying NFTs, the idea of moving or buying, you know, buying a Solana NFT with Ethereum wasn't even something that was a conversation, also, just the idea of like moving NFTs, you know, from let's say centralized exchanges back to decentralized, or moving them cross um, blockchains, wasn't there. And I think one of the most important components of a lot of the things that you're hearing right now around the Ethereum merge and and what does it mean for the the miners and what does it mean for NFT projects and and how is it going to impact things is a lot of the 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 beauty of this is that like we won't know until we know. While at the same time, I think there's a bigger conversation to be had here on, you know, when do we start looking at the blockchains that we are using based on what they were built for as far as the technology itself, right? What it, which blockchain is the, is the fastest as far as transactions? Which one is the most secure? Which one is the most, um, let's just say, which one has the, the greatest uptime um, with the, le- you know, the least amount of, uh, of friction? And, you know, there are, you know, we, we have been, you know, you can listen back to a couple episodes ago when I talked about, you know, the 28 blockchain marketplaces that we have minted on here um, with our project. But one of the things that I think is really going to be fun in this uh, scenario is that, you know, what would it look like if we were, we were able to, you know, not even, you know, let's just take a step back here and think about it from a wallet management, right? Like right now, um, if you want to buy a Solana NFT, uh, you have to have a, a Phantom wallet is the most popular one, right? Or, but if you want to have a Ethereum one, it's MetaMask. If you want to have Polygon, you can do that on, on MetaMask um, as well. But there, there isn't as like universal, you know, wallets, and there also isn't universal um, marketplaces for all NFTs, right? Like, I mean, our, my poor team right now is going through all of the NFTs that we bought for our collection, and. They have to deal with all of the different wallets that I've used and all the different locations and all the different marketplaces and trying to track down all of the blockchain um, you know, token IDs and, and all of that so we can sell the collection come the end of the year. But one of the things that hit me is that I, you know, I wonder how we, we you know, a year from now, what, is the, what other components of the blockchain are going to be drastically disrupted, right? Like, we, we talk about this space as like always changing, but usually when we say always changing, it's like, you know, it's going from 0.2 average uh, Ethereum mint price to a free mint, right? Or Goblin Town be coming out without its parent name until Truth Labs came out with it. But one of the bigger components that we have to take a step back and look at is, you know, as things like the blockchain, you know, as the fundamentals of the blockchain are migrated and move or change in um, their functionality, what is that its impact on the metaverse? What is its impact on, you know, how we, how we stake NFTs, how we, uh, how we even think about, um, you know, let's just say bridging from online to offline. And, you know, I've, I've had some exciting conversations with some of the, 
the solutions that have 3D solutions, some of the ones that uh, allow you to add augmented reality to your NFTs. Um, we've even had some conversations around merchandise and the idea of like, you know, taking our avatar and you know, what would our avatar look like if we were able to truly, um, you know, kind of transcend uh, what is the experience today. And so for me, you know, taking a step back and looking at, you know, the merge itself is that I think we all should be rooting uh, even if you're a Solana maxi, I think you should be rooting for this to to work because I think with positive, uh, you know, let's just say with positive media conversation and with kind of like a, a universal space to celebrate, I think this is a big deal because I, I tweeted this out a little earlier tonight, you know, with the market being bare, with the world being kind of upside down at the moment with, you know, um, the, the war and, and stock market and housing market and cost of gas, you know, as a whole, we are all kind of, you know, I think we have, we have a tendency to be a little bit more negative or uh, a little bit down faster in these current times. And so in this time right now, like we could use a big win that we could all celebrate around. Now I will say the caveat to that is like, I'm rooting for every NFT project to win because we need more use cases. We need more, uh, examples to take and emulate, right? Like people talk about like, we don't want NFT projects to copy them each other. Like we don't want them to copy like the, the, the mint price and the, uh, exact utility and exact discord, uh, setup. But I will tell you NFT projects that are starting to get it right. We, we do want people to kind of copy their formula because we don't have enough of them working at scale or working at a, in a way that, you know, I believe is truly, um, you know, taking things to the next level. And, and that means, you know, having, you know, not only utility and community, but having a business plan, having a, a, a not only a map to the future, but having an agile approach to being able to adapt to certain things that are, that are going on. And I'll also just say that, you know, there, of course, will be FUD, right? Those that are hating on um, Ethereum. Uh, I know a lot of like in the DeFi space, a lot of things that, you know, those that love Bitcoin um, as, a, uh, as a universal currency, a lot of them that, that look at Bitcoin as that universal currency, there were things that they believed would, that Bitcoin would be the only blockchain to actually be able to um, leverage. And now with Ethereum's move, um, that might not actually be the case. But I do look at, you know, competition you know, breeding innovation, inspiring change, and uh, and really a, a move towards the future. But the the last thing I want to kind of just cover when it comes to the the merge and where this whole conversation is going is that you know I think it's also important just to recognize that you know there are a lot of people that have stepped away from this space for the summertime, right? That maybe uh, because the market was down, because they got busy with family, they were traveling. Um, maybe they just needed a break, right? Maybe they were dialed in. The interesting thing is, you know, people talk a lot about mass adoption. I'm actually looking at the the merge as an opportunity for readoption. Like those that maybe had a bad taste in their mouth, or maybe those that um, were in the space but ha- uh, you know kind of fell off of the space. And so I look at this as like as one of those places. Like you know, what about people that all of a sudden you know they haven't they haven't jumped on Twitter in a couple months, right? If all of a sudden they're going to jump back on Twitter, you know, those couple days around the Ethereum merge, I think it's a good time for us to kind of put our, our, our best foot forward. And I would also say, I don't really know the answer when it comes to, you know, the question that I've been getting a lot from, you know, those that we're supporting from, you know, an advisor and consult consulting, they're asking, you know, should we mint before the merge? Should we mint after the merge? 
how long after the merge should we plan to to mint? And I, I think, you know, my advice has been like, let's get all of the ducks in a row. Let's have everything lined up, everything you know, kind of like neatly uh, put together. And then let's let's figure out what what is our lead time and what is our plan so that if all of a sudden, you know, things are moving in a way that is optimal for our mint for our for what we want to deploy then we make that move right and i think i think the projects that are that are understanding that right that are that really are getting this idea of the future being not only agile with how you deploy things but you know having things locked and loaded and ready but being being willing to pivot or being willing to you know give people 48 hours or 72 hours notice and i and i also say you know, this is also another opportunity where education um, is, is required in many cases, right? I think there's a lot of misinformation out there around uh, the Ethereum merge. Uh, it's a, there's a reason I didn't do the podcast episode on it um, initially. It was I wanted to really deep dive into um, how others are talking about it. I reached out to a couple friends that are, are deep into the um, heavy, heavy on the crypto space, not as much heavy on the uh, NFT space, just to, to better understand their view on it. You know, I even... I have a friend who's a, a Cardano maxi and uh, and I asked, you know, I asked him about, you know, how he looked at the Ethereum merge. And I think it, as a whole, it's just going to be one of those days, you know, September 15th, put on our calendar. Of course, we'll do a podcast episode. Maybe we'll do a podcast episode live uh, that day as well. But uh, last thing I'll just leave you with, uh, you know, as we look at these different, you know, dates, right? And, and you know, the Ethereum merge is one that's been on the road forever. It kind of reminded me kind of like... Uh, in the NFT space right now, because there are a lot of projects that have a lot of, let's just say publicity or uh, hype's not even the right word, right? They're, they're famous because everyone said they're an awesome project, but even most of the people that are saying that it's an awesome project have never held the project. They haven't been in their discord or their telegram. And I think where we're at right now is for a lot of project and people, it's kind of a put up or shut up, um, you know, type scenario, right? Where you're either going to deliver or people are, are going to, you know, cast judgment. And I feel like the Ethereum blockchain has got to that spot where, you know, they that not only is it exciting for this uh, merge to happen, but if that like highly unlikely thing happens where it doesn't go right or something happens here, it could be, it could be massively disruptive for our space. And so I just think everyone should keep that in mind. As always, do your own damn research. This is not financial advice. But I put that out there because I think, you know, being prepared for the unknown, being ready to roll with the punches uh, is really, really important. And rolling with the punches means, you know, predicting the unpredictable or, you know, setting yourself up to be okay when things aren't okay. Or what does it mean if all of a sudden certain things um, work differently um, at scale? I mean, no one can really put a guarantee out there, but it will be interesting. Um, I am bullish on Ethereum uh, the blockchain as a whole on where it's going to be. Uh, I'm not focused as much on is it going to flip Bitcoin. I'm more focused on the idea that as Ethereum you know goes through the merge and it probably has a dip after the merge, but let's just say through the the holidays and the start of next year, you know as it strengthens, I think the bigger question will become like how can we build on top of this as we continue to learn what all of this has to offer. Now. Of course, for those that want to jump into Web3 and NFTs, but you're not really sure you know, where to begin or who to trust or um, you know, what, what aspects of this space that you want to learn more about, 
Uh, definitely check out our sponsor, Crypto Business Conference. Crypto Business Conference is happening in San Diego, October 9th to the 11th. Uh, you're going to be able to discover you know, how to make Web3 work for you, uh, not only from a newbie's perspective, but for those that are looking to, uh, to level up. And it is brought to you by uh, Social Media Examiner. Uh, they've been putting on amazing uh, events as pioneers and innovators um, in the social media digital marketing space for many, many years. Uh, and I'm, I think it's, it's going to be exciting to be able to watch uh, not only what they put on from the events, but uh, you know, get to know and connect with so many people that are out there. So definitely check out socialmediaexaminer.com slash NFT365. And I will leave you with this. You know, change is scary, but it's only, you know, it's especially scary for those that look at change as the result of bad decisions or the result of no other choice. When we look at change as a necessary step based on all of the data and information at our disposal, I think change can be exciting. Of course, change can be disruptive. But more so than anything else, I look at change and change like this as an opportunity for us to really do bigger things, to do better things, to reimagine the future. And so for all of those that are listening and trying to figure out what their role is in this space, we need you right now. We need you to be listening and learning and preparing to innovate and be willing to collaborate and, you know, like, let's build together. This podcast's mantra is simple. We are greater than me, and there is no more important time than right now for us to gather together, lock arms as a greater we, celebrate great use cases and success in this space, and let's keep our fingers and toes crossed that uh, everything with the Ethereum merge on September 15th goes as smooth as humanly possible. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. The Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always, this show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.